0: what is going on guys welcome back to another episode of sunday talk we got a lot of stuff talked about today we got some blazing hot takes coming from you guys on instagram shout out all you guys on instagram we've been banging out some content out there and you're giving you guys questions weekly but uh we also got some questions for regular sunday talk but how are we doing today boys
1: chilling man, oh, chilling. man. just getting
0: these hot takes all right well before we get into the hot takes we're gonna tackle you know the man himself, Chase, always giving us some Sunday-type questions. Uh, first one we're going to talk about um, here, as seen on the screen on the left, and some footage is going to pop up on the screen. It's Jalen Green, one of the best high school prospects coming out, uh, coming out from California. Shout out. Shout out the area. So, uh, Jalen Green, uh, Chase says, does Jalen Green have a point when he said he should be taking number one overall? I think it's kind of self-explanatory It's a guy who's confident in his abilities to, sh- you know, score. He's confident that he is the best prospect. I think that's a mentality anyone should add. I don't even care if you're Luca Garza, who's predicted to go in the second round. So I'll hand it off to you, Jose. What do you think about this take? Yeah, I
2: don't think it's that hot of a take. I mean, he's a, he's a great prospect. I mean, three level scorer dominated the G league uh, at only 19 years old. Um, and he's like been ranked as number one shooting guard in this class for a while. I mean, obviously we've got a lot of a uh, similar uh, build guys at the top now with Cade and Jalen Suggs, the other Jalen. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see why, you know, he shouldn't be taking number one. I don't, I don't think he will, but there's definitely
0: a case for it. Exactly. You know, be confident in your abilities. So Carson, what else do you have to add?
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. There's definitely, like, a massive, massive case. I think, you know, there's no definitive, like, number one pick in this draft because I think it really is, like, that top-heavy. I think, you know, Green, uh, you know, Cade, and then Mobley, I think, you know, all three, you could have arguments for all three depending on, you know, what exactly you're looking for, you know, what type of player, Um, you know, if you're valuing defense or offense for whatever, there's arguments for all three of them. They're all ex- super extremely talented and all have, like, star potential. But Green might just have the most – I mean, he might be, like, kind of look at him as like the Trey Lance, uh, you know, of this draft, you know, a guy that like, uh, you know, super successful, but I think a lot of people were just kind of thrown off just by the, uh, you know, the uncertainty and the, the different, you know, path that they took to the draft. And I think that might throw off, you know, so, some people, but the talent is, you know, top, top tier talent, nonetheless, like number one pick talent for sure. And like he could come in averaging 20 points already. Like he's that athletic. He's got the shy, He's got a nice touch. He already put up, you know, 18 points in the G League. Like you said, Jose, like, you know, so really, really competitive and solid league. He's already getting buckets against, like, grown men that, you know, are borderline NBA players. So, I definitely yeah. uh, makes a nice, nice case for number one pick.
0: Love that Trey Lance yeah. comparison, by the way. But yeah. <laughs> of course you do.
1: Four, yeah, yeah. Got to shout yeah. out the boy, man. I
2: Four, think it's going to pave the way also for, like, other young guys coming up to, to take that step into the G League and, and not take the college route. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, yeah, they're allowing college athletes to get paid now off their likeness. But with the G League, like this is a set salary. Like you are guaranteed once you sign that contract to make, you know, 500K or whatever it is. I mean, depending on how top of a prospect you are. But yeah. I mean, we've seen a couple guys do it. Um, Baisley, I think, was the last one to do it. Darius Baisley.
0: Yeah, he did the uh, he did like an, an internship, I think, with like Under Armour or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And he's a solid NBA player.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. but uh, no, I mean, like you said, I mean, a guy who just decommitted from Michigan State, the projected next Kevin Durant in Amoni Amani Bates uh, in the 2022 class. He's a guy I expect. You know, maybe he goes to that new overtime league that's been talking about. Uh, a lot of new guys up there. So yeah, obviously, we got Kuminga and Green, guys who are both gonna uh, end up in the top ten of this draft. So yeah,
1: I, real quick, I just want to mention, like, I like that there are. There are a lot more out- outlets and ways to get to the league than just you know just going college straight to the NBA. I like a you know more diversity makes scouts you know scout a little bit harder. It's nice you know you don't you're not boxed in the one set path. And there's a lot of different ways to get to the league.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like Lamelo and RJ Hampton both came from uh, overseas teams this last year. So. Yep. All right, so we'll move on. Uh, the next one, our last Sunday talk regular question. Uh, uh, Chase is asking us, you know, uh, we got basketball going on in the Olympics right now. Uh, obviously, the US has been on blast for their zero and two start, uh, uh, now one and two after their win versus Argentina as they head their way to Japan to compete in the Olympics. But uh, Chase is asking if he thinks the NBA should adopt some of the FIBA rules in officiating. Um, you know, as you can see in some clips that we're throwing on the screen, um, there's been some problems, you know, guys trying to go for fouls and stuff that just aren't working for them. You know, like people like Trey Young or James Harden would struggle if they're on this Olympic team because their game wouldn't be able to work. So uh, I'm going to start with you, Carson. What do you think about this um, FIBA rules in officiating being implemented?
1: Yeah, I got two things real quick. First of all, shout out Chase. See like backpacks, you know, a lot of the, you know, the questions and a lot of the hot takes too. We love you, bro. Second of all, I don't think Trey and Harden would would necessarily struggle. I think they're just so good offensively. Like, they definitely – they would have to work a lot harder to get their buckets, which I think, you know, is definitely a really valid argument on why the NBA should adopt some rules. I mean, you know, you have the five foul limit, you know, less likely to blow the whistle on, like, 50-50 calls. So, I think it would be, like, the ultimate test to, like, the really elite skill set and, like, the skill level of today's, like, current generation and add, like, a much more, like, defensive friendly environment you know to today's like offensive driven game so like I mean would I like to see it like I think so I mean I'm still a little you know a little like on the fence about it but I think I'm definitely leaning towards like I would like to see it just because you know the competitiveness would increase you know definitely during the regular season for sure uh you know which definitely needs at least a couple of changes just because it was such a you know such a heinous amount of blowouts this last regular season I think it just would be sick to push these you know these guys, these Offensively, like skilled geniuses, I think push them a little bit harder. Just adding, you know, having them just adjust a little bit to not getting the same amount of foul calls and whatnot. I mean, we're kind of seeing it a little bit in the, you know, the finals. I mean, these guys are just clawing for baskets. I mean, like the tough shot making is just like on full display. And I think we just get a lot more of that uh, with, you know, some of these FIBA rules, you know, added in.
2: Yeah. Anything Um, else, Dad? I think they've got to also just adopt kind of the let the boys play type of mentality like don't be so soft on on some of these calls and also just be more consistent with the calls when you are going to call it like if you're gonna you know make that precedent early in the game that you're going to start calling you know hand checks or whatever or like the trey young like pushing himself into a into a defender like okay now you have to do that for the rest of the game so I think consistency is a big thing. Um, the five, I like the five foul thing. Keeps, keeps things like happening uh, the other day where Devin Booker got like eight fouls in a game. But yeah, I mean, I, they can definitely adopt some stuff because um, right now for Team USA, like sometimes they look lost out there running ISOs and, and they're looking for foul calls that they would normally get in the NBA because of like superstar treatment or whatever. But they're not getting that out there.
0: Hey, shall yeah, most
1: certainly are not getting that out there?
0: Shout out these Europeans, though. They always be calling them soft, but they're the ones, you know, they're going out there. I mean, Aussies aren't Europeans, but still, they dogging out there. That's a team. That's a team, though. I mean, I think next year, you know, you know, they get Josh Giddy, a guy that's gonna be coming out of the draft. I think it's gonna be a good prospect from Australia. You know, they got some other solid guys. I think that's a really good team going forward. I can't remember. Do they have like a really good I, and Team Canada, I know they failed to make it, but in the Olympics, but that's a team you I mean, know. Canada on
1: paper has a really good team. Jamal Murray, they're
0: Shea Gilligan, Alexander, missing. yeah, and Wiggins, yeah, Dort, absolute goat. All right,
1: yeah, Dort. I mean, that's a really solid like five right there. RJ, All right.
0: yeah. So now we're gonna hop into in these hot takes. You know, can't go wrong with them. You know, you know, I want Iguodala type of stuff. Um, <laughs> Know what we're doing, so we're gonna start off. Yeah. We're going top to bottom. We got our boy Jose, obviously here on the podcast. He says Ben Simmons is gonna be out of the league in three years or less. I want you to hear what you gotta say about this, Jose, before we tackle it. I know Carson we used to be a lover of Ben Simmons, but now he's he's switching sides. So I'll let I'll let Jose go first.
2: Look, as much as I want to root for Ben Simmons, he's really in a bad place right now. It's not looking good. I don't really know, you know how clear his head is right now if he really wants it badly enough. I know he took, like, a, a break from the Olympics this year to focus on himself or some shit. I don't know. But, yeah. like, he's got to get it together, bro. Even if he does not get a jump shot, like, you are too skilled of a basketball player to be, you know, not only a liability, but, like, to be having negative production on the court. Like you're you have to at least produce if you're not scoring, you know, if you're not making jump shots, like why are you passing out of shots at the rim? Why are you not taking on you know the mismatch every time? Like you're 6'10. You've got to be able to like capitalize on those opportunities. I mean, he's young, he's athletic, more he can jump out the gym. He's got everything there, but he's really just got to figure it out for himself. And if he doesn't figure it out like soon, you know, his trade value is definitely going down. And I, I can see him, like, out the league pretty quick.
0: Carson? I think he's just, like,
1: way too damn talented to, you know, be out of the league because, I mean, it takes, like, like, you have to be, like, you know, a 14th, 15th man. I mean, I don't think he can, you know, stoop down to that where it's so bad that he's, you know, getting played out of the league. But, I mean, I see your point, point. I think, you know, not out of the league, but I think he just needs to go to a team where he's kind of like essentially, essentially out of the league. Like go go to a team like, you know, the Magic or like some team that just is, you know, pretty irrelevant right now. Just kind of let him go, you know, just play out. You know, I think that's the, really just the best thing for him. He just needs to like play out whatever's going on with him, you know, mentally. I think it's, you know, in a non hectic, you know, non pressure environment. I mean, Philly, it's tough, man. You're under scrutiny 24 7 you know, and especially with, you know, how, you know, how bad he played in the playoffs last year. You're going to hear a lot of it. I think he just needs to, you know, he needs like his Batman moment where he goes, trains, you know, he's out of society for like two years. He's on like the magic or something. And then he comes back, he's on a contender. I really just want to see him with his own team and he's able to play out of, you know, his funk or whatnot. I think he's just way too damn talented. The deep, the defense alone, I think it's just, you know, too valuable to, to, you know, have him out of the league. And it, it's just sad because, I mean, he doesn't even need the shot. I think he could be, you know, he, he's shown he can, uh, you know, he's great both hands finishing around the basket. And uh, just, yeah, like I said, way too damn time to be out. But he he needs to change his scenery. That's for damn sure.
0: I mean, just to talk about the shot, he's never going to develop a jump shot. I, I don't. Yeah, care. I
1: think that's like if you're still waiting on that, it's like oh. grow up, man.
0: You know, in a situation, like, remember a couple off seasons ago when they had all this big man craze that all them when we start shooting jump shots, like Andre Drummond was going to be, like, a 40% three-point shooter, and so was Dwight Howard. None of those MFs ever developed a jump shot. It's not going to happen with Ben Simmons. It's too late in his career at this point. And I feel like the second he goes, like, one for ten in a game, shooting, like, mid-range and threes, like, he'll never shoot again. And <laughs> it's a sad it sees. I mean – I don't think he'd be out of the league, but I don't think he's going to be considered a star in two years anymore. Even as good as D is on defense, I don't see it anymore. I feel yeah, like you – Yeah, know, but he,
1: he, he's not going to stoop to the point where he's going to be out of the league. Yeah, but I, I don't do think agree with His value is just is plummeting.
0: Every, it's yeah. Every day. Like, he's got to play center now. I think that needs to be his role. He needs to learn how to be a good rebounder and all that stuff. But, like, no. Like, he's not a top point guard anymore. Don't put him behind – I mean, ahead of De'Aaron Fox – or Jamal Murray or any of those guys, like, no. Like, no, he's good on defense, I think, it's about it at this point.
2: Yeah, I think what he needs is just somebody that can really instill confidence in him, whether it be, you know, a secondary star or a coach. Because, you know, the difference between him and Giannis, a guy that has a pretty, like, a similar archetype, you know, mold as Ben yeah. Simmons, definitely not the same player, but, like, play down like, mold of player. Giannis was always kind of groomed to be that guy for the Bucs. You know, the coaches always believed in him. They handed him the keys on early. They were like, you're going to be our guy. And we're going to build around you, you know, to fit your play style. You know, we're going to get you the secondary star. We're going to get you, you know, other shit. And Ben Simmons hasn't really had that. I mean, he's kind of had to do it the other way. He's kind of had to adapt to playing next to Joel Embiid. You know, playing, you know, with not a lot of spacing. So I think that's really what he needs. He needs his own team, but not only his own team, like a team that will buy in on him. And I don't know if there's a team out there that's willing to do that for him now.
0: It's yeah, kind of late. You like the Malcolm Yeah, Brown. it's kind of you know, late for them. Accepted it. Should have taken the Malcolm. I mean, Brown. I would like
1: to see him get the keys, but I think at this point he should be, you know, probably like the third, fourth, fifth best, you know, player on a decent team.
0: Yeah, and then kind of going back. This is kind of sidetracking a little bit, but we don't have really a lot of NBA questions here. And you guys mentioned Giannis Antetokounmpo, a guy who, at the time of recording this, and the guy you guys will see this, they're up three to two on the Phoenix Suns, and has one of the best resumes for a young player in the league. A 26 year old, the two time MVP, two time Defensive Player of the Year, and he's got a chance to close it out in Milwaukee on Tuesday. I want to know what you guys think. I saw a take on Twitter by StatMuse. Shout out that stat news always give me some good stats, but do you think Giannis is a top five power forward, maybe even second best power forward of all time, if he wins this finals? Um, no. Off the way, rip, no. It's way, too, it's way too early for that. It's too early. I mean, let's think about it. Car Malone, he's got the same amount of MVPs at him. Tim, Tim Duncan. Duncan. Deep boys. Tim Duncan's ahead of him. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. I mean Dirk Nowitzki, his championship will ever for be more important, but he's got two MVP. Sorry, Illinois has one, Giannis has two. So Giannis hasn't beaten both MVPs. You've got beaten Depois. I mean, like skill set wise, I think he's he's up there in top five. KG.
1: But no, he- but I think if, if Giannis wins this, it's like he like. You know, I, can
0: he kind of I can see yeah, top, top five. I can see top five. I'm not and ready for the first saw the hall of famer. Easy, no doubt. Yeah.
2: And, you know, if he wins a couple more rings, you know, has a, has a good extended career, can adapt his game, you know, into his late age and not rely a ton on athleticism, I can definitely see him going down as, like, you know, the number one, at least the number one of our generation because, you know, the old heads are never going to let go, like, oh, y'all don't know about Tim Duncan, boy. Like, y'all don't know about Dirk. Like, but, yeah, definitely the number one of our generation for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: it's just hard. I mean, you know, I think it really, like I still put Dirk because Dirk, you know, essentially, you know, won one championship and then, you know, got his team all the way to, you know, within two games of one and those six. I just, just more time. I mean, I think, I think Giannis has really shown a lot of, you know, it's crazy because you thought, you know, he's already, he was already so good. You thought he kind of capped out. And I think he even like went up another slight level in these finals, you know, it's, his shots, Lexington is getting much better. He's not taking as many, you know, kind of BS threes, you know, the defense. I mean, the, I mean, some of the, you know, some of the most famous plays from the series are going to be his defensive plays. Like that input is just like ridiculous. And uh, Lob, last night. Lob, man. I mean, I can see it. Like his resume is pretty amazing. I think it could put him like arguably top three, but yeah, I'm not ready for like a top two yet. I think like Dirk, Tim, yeah, know, it's too early. But the way he's going, man, yeah, easily. He's, like, that resume is that good,
0: man. Well, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, I kind of going back, I mean, kind of criticizing myself here, saying, like, you know, Durek had one of the best championships of all time. I mean, th- I mean, even though they were injured, Giannis was able to lead his team to beat the team that was favored to win by, like, minus 240 in the Eastern Conference in the uh, Brooklyn Nets. I mean, sure, they didn't have Dinwiddie, sure, they didn't have Irving, but they have two top ten guys, arguably two top five when they're at the best of their game, and Harden and Durant on their team. I mean, super impressive. Uh,
1: not like a like a twenty five percent Harden.
0: I know, yeah. but still, I mean, the Nets were still favored though, even with that. Yeah, you got to. Re- I mean, sure, it's betting, but still, like this was a team that was playing really great basketball. You know, even guys like Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, stepping up uh, then in the year. But yeah. yeah. We'll just kind of disrespectful though. that they were favored to be honest oh no yeah <laughs> no it, it really
1: is like it should like the Bucks should have been fair because I mean we saw like those like the first two games I mean it was like when they had two stars and they had Kyrie and KD it was like it was it was bad it was yeah. really bad All
0: right. but
1: I think I think the Giannis playing now I think is like like that series it kind of his mentality kind of switched so I think if they were like rematch again like next season I think I'll I wouldn't expect the same, you know, blowouts. I think Giannis has definitely improved a little bit from that series. I think he's grown a lot,
0: for sure. Exactly. But, no, I mean, we could talk about this all day, so we're just going to move on to the next one. Uh, Speaking with the same stuff, um, 6'20 Dom, he says Suns in seven. I mean, Suns got to win two games in a row, got to go into Milwaukee, an environment they haven't played well in, uh, and they got to go back to Phoenix and win. It's so really be going to be a tough one, but I think it's all going to be on the back. You know, can they see their secondary? I mean, really, their secondary guys, this series now at this point, and DeAndre and Chris Paul come back and be the guys they've been all playoffs. What do we think here? Do this, chance, how realistic do you think Suns and Seven is? I'll take it. I,
1: I'll take it um, I think, I mean, obviously, like,
2: you know, this
1: can certainly happen, I think. You know, obviously, like, the Bucs taking the last two games, are definitely, they definitely have a lot of momentum. But, I mean, the Suns still kept it really close. I mean, you know, you look at game four. I mean, they were in Milwaukee. They almost stole that game when, you know, Booker was really the only one that showed up at all offensively. I mean, you didn't you didn't, even get ten points with Aiden. Chris Paul looked terrible. I mean, it, it was like he couldn't even dribble it yet sometimes. And even with that, you know, with Booker as their only offensive piece, they still kept it close. And then even game five, you know, it's like – with all three guys, which hardly ever happens for the Bucs, like Drew, Middleton, and Giannis, all playing like the most elite version of themselves. Even with all three of them, you know, stepping up to the plate, they still, you know, kept it really close and still came down the wire. So I think you have to take that in consideration, but it really just does look like the Bucs, like that, getting that game five is so crucial, um, and they're going back home. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really, really tough, but it is definitely reasonable. It's it just... Paul and Aiden, have, they have to be on at all times. Like, whatever's going on with CP with his hand or whatnot, I, I just hope that he's able to push through that because he has to. Like, he has to come through uh, if they're going to do it yeah. in seven because the Bucks are, are riding high right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, CP is really that, that X factor. And he's kind of been falling apart these last few games. I mean, a guy that's normally yeah. known for, for taking care of the ball has been averaging, like, five, six turnovers a game. You know, and that's, you know, partly due to the defensive scheme, you know, implemented by Coach Bud, but also just Drew Holiday's insane defense, you know, and just team impact overall. I mean, he, he had a great game last night, shot amazing, played, you know, great defense on Chris Paul. Um, but even then, you know, the Suns were still in it. Yeah. Even then, the Suns were still in it up until, you know, that last like minute. Um, so, you know, it's definitely close, much closer than, you know, the last three games have shown, um, you know, obviously the Bucks won three in a row, but, you know, the Suns are still in it. They're, they're definitely not out. We've seen bigger comebacks before and, you know, obviously we know Booker, Booker's going to play his heart out and Chris Ball is going to give it his all.
1: Yeah. It's going to be tough, man, that Milwaukee crowd though, because like, you like all their guys, like, you know, the Bucks besides Giannis have all been like super, you know, hit or miss really. Like it's, you're yeah. not really sure what you're going to get, but if they're ever gonna play like you know, like they usually do, up to par with you know what how they should be playing, it's gonna be at home. So it's gonna. I be don't know
2: which. Time. I don't know which storyline I like better: the the Bucks win four in a row after Giannis comes back from the injury, or the Suns come back to win in seven. I, I like th-
1: both, man. I want to see either CP or Giannis get a ring. I would be. I think happy. If, yeah,
0: I'm mutually content. I feel like I'm starting to sway towards Giannis now. I, I saw a video of, like his MVP speech of him like you Know getting all sad to <laughs> me, <laughs> 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 yeah. It's, it's hard not to awesome. root for Giannis,
1: man. He just seems like a hella wholesome. And he like boss. chose to stay in Milwaukee, signed the Super Max, could have easily been balling out with Luca. Um, so he's def- he's earned a lot
0: of respect for sure, and it'd be awesome, oh, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: I mean, hey, we got to pray Chris Milton if the Sun's gonna win, Chris Milton can't turn in the prime MJ in one quarter next game because that yeah. man is fucking different when he's playing on his best game, god.
2: Oh yeah, I know man that guy's he, crazy.
1: Yeah, like when he's on, man, it's it's scary. He just like goes into this, like you just feel like he's never gonna miss.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'll wrap it up with the last uh I mean for the last of our NBA questions. I mean hot takes, and we got some more football ones, but uh we got Chase coming in saying the Warriors will win the championship next year. I'll take the I'll take the reins on this one in the beginning. Uh they gotta make a trade if they don't trade those picks, they don't trade with Wiseman and Wiggins. They're not going to win the championship. I mean, as simple as it is, they're not going to have young guys that are going to come in and going to turn around. I mean, I know oh, we got Clay back. Clay's not going to be the Clay that we love him to be. He's not going to be the defensive monster because he's not going to have that lateral quickness with an Achilles injury coming right off the bat that he used to have. I mean, we need to have you know hopefully. Oh, I think we got bird rights on Kelly Oubre. You know, maybe throw him in a sign and trade. I would love to see us get someone like Lillard, or even if it's just Pascal Siakam, a guy I think that could play well as a third star in our team. Um, if we don't do the trade, there's no championship chance. We'll make the playoffs, but there's no championship chance. Yeah. Uh, nah. What do you think? Of um,
2: that? I mean, they're a few years removed from like the playoffs. Even you know, even if they do make a trade for a Siakam or someone, I don't know if they're necessarily going to have that you know championship locked locked in the first year. It's definitely going to take them you know multiple seasons to gel. Obviously, you know, Curry's got the, the pedigree. Draymond's got the pedigree, even clay. Um, And you've got one of the best coaches in the league. But I, I don't see it anymore. I feel like the this Warriors, you know, dynasties is just over, man. Like, there's definitely still going to be good, but I, I don't think we're going to see them, you know, win championships like that anymore.
0: Man, Carson, I got to hear what you got to say then.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of in the middle. I mean, I, I definitely like – you know, sadly, I think I do agree with Jose. It's like, because, you know, even if the Warriors do get back to, you know, somewhat of their championship form, you, know, you still have some really, really good teams to get through. I mean, it's like a healthy pick them over a healthy Lakers team. The Nets are going to come back probably even stronger next year. You know, you got the Nuggets with Murray coming back. The Bucks, you know, the Bucks, you know, end up winning this championship. You know, they're going to be hungry to, uh, you know, defend their title. There's a lot, a lot of stiff competition. Even if the Warriors do come back and get to that championship level, which you know they've all been you know, saying they will be, you know, this whole offseason. I think um, you know, Liam you made a good point, and I also that I also agree with. It's like I think you got to make the trade. I think your ceiling as a championship contender only happens when you make that trade because I think you know the floor is like you know you use your two picks, you keep Wiseman. I let's say you get like a seventh and eighth rotation guys with the seventh pick and the fourteenth pick. I think with, you know, those two new guys, maybe like, you know, Cam Johnson, like types or whatnot, you know, get those two guys, keep Wiseman. I think it's like, I, I can count on you know, our three stars to, you know, play well in the playoffs, but I'm just not really sure if the other young, because our, our, the rest of our roster is super young, not as experienced, unlike our, you know, championship winners, which had a, you know, a plethora of, of veteran, uh, you know, amazing, amazing supporting cast. Um, I just think, it would, like Jose said, it'll just take a while for you know, a couple of years for those guys to really gel and kind of catch up with to the championship pedigree that our three guys have. So, um, w- will win? It's pretty bold. That's pretty hot, but they should definitely at least be in championship contention. We should be like in a you know a top five or like a like at worst like a top seven bubble of teams that could potentially win
0: a championship. I think just yeah. based on
1: Curry and Clay alone and Draymond. I
0: mean, I think we just got to see it as, you know, Bob Myers has a lot of pressure on this offseason. He's got to think to himself, is he confident that they can go out and get a star that can change him around? They have a chance for the finals. Or do you think, man, we're going to stick with the 714th pick because who knows next time we're going to have the ability to have two picks in the lottery. We go out there, we get guys like Davion Mitchell. We get another guy that we think has promise, and we just build up the next generation of this team. So... It's a lot of pressure, uh, especially you know as a general manager in that position. But uh, you know, I put faith that we are able to build a roster that was championship quality. You know, from the bottom. I mean, obviously we added Kevin Durant, but everyone else is really homegrown talent. So they'll be they'll they'll make noise next year, though. No matter please what.
2: please trade Wiseman, please trade Wiseman for the sake of his career. Trade him. Yeah, I agree with that
1: too. I want to see Wiseman two picks let's let's get someone that's you know borderline to maybe even an all-star and let's go top heavy
0: all right now now we got some hot ones we going over the we're going over the football we're starting off with chase at the top you think zach wilson will be a bust uh a guy who i've seen a lot of people actually say this about um but i just want to hear from you guys before i say anything carson take it away
1: all right, well, with Wilson, I mean, I think, you know, the talent-wise, it's going to be hard for him to be a bust just because I think the insane, the insane arm talent and playmaking is there, you know, from what he was doing at BYU and just, you know, his pro days and stuff. I mean, the arm talent, it, it's hard to miss, man. It's, it's pretty crazy, you know, but with that being said, he is, like, in the most, like, one of the most susceptible, like, situations in the NFL to, like, bust as a QB, um, and even though, like I believe, you know, Salah can you know give this team some heart and you know hopefully you know make them slightly more competitive and turn turn the culture around a bit, um, I think talent wise it's just still like a lackluster team. It's just gonna you know it's gonna make it hard on him to succeed you know in his first couple years uh, in his current situation compared to you know the other rookie QB destinations like SF, you know Chicago, New England. Um, it's just gonna be a lot tougher for him to succeed just because I don't think his his team's as good as the other rookie QB teams, besides you know
0: Jacksonville. So, yeah. How's that?
2: Yeah, I mean, being a bust has a lot to do with you know your landing spot, um, because you you can have all the talent in the world, but if the team doesn't know how to you know develop you, or you know have a scheme that fits your play style, you're not gonna succeed. And especially the Jets, who have not made the playoffs since. It feels like has it has been a decade, like 2011, 2010,
0: when Mark, Mark Sanchez was leading those, yeah, like,
2: like butt yeah. fumble era.
0: Um,
2: it's been it's been a minute, and Darnold, a guy that was super talented, coming out. I mean, a lot of people argued for him to be number one, even.
0: Shout out, um, Mark. yeah, yep.
2: and look, I mean, look at how, how his time fared in New York. It's just a super tough spot to play in, you've really got to have. You know, different type of grit, different type of mentality going into that. And I don't know if, if, if Zach Wilson's, you know, built for that. I always think about the, the picture of him on draft night next to the other QBs is the memes is like, this league is going to eat this man up. And I mean, it's a tough division. Like,
1: yeah, three
2: yeah. really good teams in that division. Even New England, like, you cannot sleep on New England. Uh, hot take building off of this hot take. Mac Jones will be a better career quarterback than
0: Zach Wilson. I think so. I think he's got the greatest coach behind him, so you can't go wrong there. And shout yeah. out Jock McDaniels, a super good offensive mind. So oh, yeah. he's got everything set up for him. Yeah, definitely. But no, I mean, in terms of Zach Wilson thing, I mean, you can see it's a little bit concerning. You know, looking at his 2018, his freshman year, BYU, you know, 12 and, uh, 12 and three on his TD interception ratio, you know, not, you know, nothing too jumping out the screen at you. And then really kind of had a bad year in 2019, you know, 11 and nine on his touchdown interception ratio. And then, you know, finally broke out in 2020. Um, like, you know, in like, you know, it is real Testament game when he played coastal Carolina, you know, he played well, but you know, a lot of people put that thing on the QB. He wasn't able to bring his team to the victory that game. Um, you know, are people going to, is that why, you know, people saw him a certain way, but, um, you know, like you said, he has crazy arm talent. We saw the pro day. I mean, I did want him to go to the Niners if he was going to fall under any circumstance. But um, like you said, it's it's situation based. I mean, sure, there's guys like look, Jamarcus Russell that were just not flat out to play football at the next level. But yeah. I mean, you know, he does have a super talented wide receiving core anyway. I mean, we know Elijah Moore is a guy that's showing a lot of promise apparently in, early in camp. But um, and obviously Corey Davis, but. <laughs> really going to have to you know you know makai beckton elijah bear tucker They got to protect this guy because they wanted to be the franchise quarterback because it hurts your team drastically if you miss on a franchise quarterback because you got to spend another top pick on a quarterback when you just did so interesting take i mean I, I think there's got some truth to it but at the same time we got you got to see it through my boy so yeah give him a couple years and then we'll see exactly and we got to see what sam donald does in uh Carolina. Someone said I heard a hot I'm excited take. Excited for that. I'm really excited for that. I mean, hot you guys know I'm, I've, I've said it a few times. It's like I'm looking forward to
1: the Panthers. This year.
0: Yeah. I heard someone hot take said he was going to win MVP. I was like, you smoking a pack. But <laughs> I, now we'll move on. Again, Carson I's team. But here on the football side, 620 Dom He thinks the Niners are going to go 12 and five and beat the Bucks in the playoffs at one point and beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Woo! Super hot take coming out the fact that you know we all were talking about the Rams winning the division. So I'll, I'll start it off. We're here, Carson, what do you guys say about your Niners? Man,
1: I hope so. This would be the dream, bro. I mean, we we would be we'd be out boozing, celebrating. That'd be fantastic. But I mean, it, it's reasonable, man. I mean, not just saying that from like a biased fan perspective. I mean, we're. We're only two years removed from you know all like being a couple plays away from winning the Super Bowl anyway. With you know a very similar roster, I mean, not like we lost you know too many guys. You know, we still got our you know Bosa's coming back. We still got our guy Kittle. Our you know Tra- Trent Williams is an addition that we didn't have on the Super Bowl team. Um, you know our defense is still raw. Uh, I think you know the loss of Salah might bring our defense back. You know just a tad maybe, but I think you know Shanahan's probably made a a, you know, made it really important that you know implement the same, you know, same similar schemes. You know, minus you know Saul's presence, and, uh, and yeah, I just don't see it, you know too far-fetched just because we, you know, we were in the Super Bowl only a couple of years ago, and I think if you know best-case scenario, if Lance turns out to be that guy and he can, you know, he can really push us to the next level offensively, man, because we have we have all the talent in the world. We have a championship DNA. We have a championship roster built already, and it just Gonna come down to, you know, QB play honestly,
2: and health, which we saw last year. So, health is huge. Yeah. Um, looking at the, the schedule. All right, week one in Detroit, that's a dub. Week two in Philly, that's probably a dub. Week three against Green Bay,
0: no, Air Rodgers, dub.
2: Yeah, without it's at home too. That's probably. More a dub. dub four, if you, way, you
0: know.
2: Yeah, week four uh, at home against Seattle. I'll, I'll give you all the benefit of the doubt on that one. But
0: still, um, I'd go in their way. So, either yeah, like – Yeah. I look at all the division games, as like a 50-50. i say two and two or three and one to begin the year.
2: Yeah. If week five uh, in Arizona. Uh, I'd give it toss to up, Toss-up, yeah. Uh, week seven at home against the Colts. Uh, I'd say that's a dub. Yeah. Week eight in Chicago, probably a dub. We don't know. Week nine. Like, but yeah. Yeah. Week nine against Arizona at home this time.
0: We'll split. So,
2: yeah. We'll split those. Week 10, uh, at home against the Rams. I'll I give you all a dub because it's at home.
1: Hey, week- but then from here down, I mean, these are two. Four, so. Yeah. Jags, eight, Vikings, eight Seahawks,
2: Angles, right Falcons, Titans, and the Finnish Texans. And then last week, Rams. Yeah, you've got a few like really bad teams, like to get y'all's
0: momentum going for the playoffs. Yeah. Um so yeah. We'll see. I mean, hey, in that division, anyone could go 12 and 5 and make the Super Bowl, in my opinion. So
1: yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be surprised with with any of the squads. Uh
0: right. hopefully it's the Niners though. Hopefully it's our squad. Yeah. All right. We'll keep moving though. We'll keep pushing. We, we got we go back to chase, of course. Talk about his boy TJ Watt, and we'll kind of throw us in together uh, with other Steelers' take. So, first one, he's saying Steelers gonna be AFC North champions. Surprise, you know, because people think the Ravens and the Browns are much better. And uh thinking that TJ Watt should have won depoy the last two years. I'll hand it off to uh Jose here. What you think? Uh no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I don't agree. The Steelers going to win the, the division at all? Like I would take the Ravens over them right now. I would take the Browns over them right now. Hey, Bengals um, are nice and the Bengals are looking nice. Granted, it's the Bengals, but I don't know, man. I mean, Roethlisberger's a year older. I'm sure he's been eating as many salads as he can, but that don't mean you're going to win 13 games. I mean, we saw how. Badly, they fell apart last year at the end. You know, their fluky, like, 10 win streak. Was it 10 or 9? It was 11, I almost think. It was 11?
0: I think it was pretty big. I, it I was, it
2: was, was pretty big. It was pretty big. It
0: was pretty obvious.
2: Yeah, but then they just fucking blew it. Um, yeah, I, I can't see it. I can't see them winning the division at all. And then P.J.
0: Watt, what do you think about that?
2: I mean, I think he could have won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Not the last
0: two, though. I think maybe last year, but yeah. Stephon had a lockdown season two years ago. <laughs> yeah, but now won last
2: year. Aaron Donald.
0: Yeah, okay. no surprise.
2: I mean, yeah, you can't. You can never vote against Aaron Donald. I mean, if it, if he's gonna lose it to someone, it's gonna be Aaron Donald.
0: He deserves more recognition, though. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Carson. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, it's, it's going to be really, really hard for the Steelers to, to win the AFC North just because, I mean, like you said, I mean, the Ravens and Browns are two Super Bowl contenders that, you know, should be should be better. I mean, just the Steelers have way more. They already have way more dysfunction when it comes to, you know, the bad O-line play, the, un- the uncertainty with Big Ben. Um, I mean, yeah, this should be, you know, the third best team uh, in this division. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be really hard. It's really, I think it's up to just injuries. On the other teams, honestly, and just they'd be healthier. Um, and then with TJ Watt, yeah, it's just a toss-up, man, because all three of them had you know fantastic defensive seasons.
0: Hey, but so my hot take for the Steelers: Najee Harris is going to have an Ezekiel Elliott type running back rookie season. I think he, he's got a good good chance if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play out of his mind to win rookie of the year. Yeah, I think he's got everything lined up for. Him, but y'all drafting him? Y'all taking him? In the- Fan. Who else is there. Ooh, not okay. what's, what's, what's his ADP right now? What's his ADP? It's in the second round. He's like in that uh, Cam Akers, Joe Mixon range.
2: Mm. You taking yeah. you taking Clyde over him?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think Clyde's
2: taking you taking, you you taking Dobbins over him?
0: Nah, nah, no. Nah, Dobbins. Okay, that's a weird. Gus Edwards gonna steal a bunch of carries. I would right? take Najee. Yeah, I like Edwards.
1: Sanders, Dobbins,
0: Jacobs, like
1: that kind of Montgomery, like that whole tier.
0: Yeah. All right. But we're going to move on to our last take. I think this is the hottest take on this one. It's my coworker, Dylan, by the way. He thinks Hertz is going to lead the Eagles to an 11-6 and six record and will finish viewed as a top eight quarterback in the NFL. Carson, I'll hand it off to you on this one. What you guys say?
1: Um, well, I'm assuming top eight,
0: like fantasy. Are we talking fantasy wise or, or really? no. like he'll insert himself into like the top like like ten conversations.
2: That echelon, you know, like that Dak Prescott range. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well,
0: well I'll just, I mean, I'll just do both because
1: like, I think top eight fantasy wise, very very valid argument. Oh, I mean, very possible. Very. I mean, that's not a hot take at all. I think that's actually pretty a really good take because, like, I mean. Just the rushing ability alone, I mean, that adds so much fantasy value that you know not. There's really only a select group of quarterbacks that are really offering as, a, you know, that rushing ability that Hurts has. Um, obviously, the offense, you know, not as talented as some of the you know other mobile QBs, but just that mobility alone, I think will you know should put him up up in the top eight the top ten QB. And then, real life wise, I mean, you know, he I think he he has the potential, just going to be hard. Uh, like I said, with the, the lack of, you know, true, you know, really like receiving talent around. Um, but I, I think he has the ability, man, I want to see get it get done. As for the 11 and six, nah, no way. I mean, let's let's just do a little exercise. Let's take a look at their schedule. I mean, we you know, Falcons,
2: uh
1: um, could, could see the uh, Falcons maybe choking it, but should be a dub, Niners dub. All the division games, kind of like the, uh, you know, the NFC West, should be viewed as, you know, maybe like a 50-50. With that being said, they sh- should be the worst team, you know, in the division, talent-wise. Panthers, eh. Chiefs, no. Bucks, no. Chargers, no. Saints, no. And then I'd honestly see, you know, the football team and, you know, potentially the Giants beating them. I just – I mean, I really only see, like, the Lions, the Raiders, yeah. you know, as, like, two should-be,
0: like, guaranteed yeah. wins. Like. I mean, Devontae Smith could very well go out <laughs> to have 1,100 yards next year. No, I would not be like, what the hell? But like, yeah, Jalen Rager gonna go off or something, or like, I mean, I love Dallas Goddard by the way too. But like, and the old line's never healthy. And then on top of that, they have an aging pass rush. I mean, Derek Barnett's never really turned into anything special. Um, Brandon Graham, I think got an extension, but like, he's getting on the other side. Fletcher Cox is far removed from being viewed as the second best defensive tackle in the league anymore. That honor is either Chris Jones or uh, DeForest Buckner, in my opinion. Uh, Their linebacking core sucks, and uh, I mean, did they address? No, they addressed safety. Actually,
2: Slay, they got Slay
0: last year, no? They had Slay, but I forgot who else they. I feel like they. They got Anthony Harris from the Vikings. Oh yeah, I mean that'd be a good addition, but like, man, I don't know. It's got it's it's the Eagles. Freaking what's Nick Sarany or whatever? He's got to show that he like he's gonna ball out. Yeah, yeah they're gives, just not
1: there yet. talent-wise, to get to eleven
0: and six. They're just not there yeah. yet. Yeah, there. I think I I love Hertz though. I think he's got dog in him. I think. He, me too. I, I like, like Hertz. I want to see him. Pan, I want to see, see him pan out more than Tua, to be honest. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I know Carson might hate that, but for, for me saying that, want, like, dude, they can both. They can both succeed. Yeah, why
1: no can't they both? Like, well, like, I want them
0: to both succeed. I want them both. To rather be have like Hertz be the better guy because like I don't um, know, like yeah, all the they, stuff. They, like,
2: Him like a wise man, wise man once said, They act like two legends cannot coexist,
0: exactly. But
1: I can see that, like, I think, I mean, hurts already. I mean, he's shown, uh, you know, he's shown he's been better than two of us so far, so he's he's got the leg up right now, and I think he could easily keep it going forward. Yeah,
2: as much as I hate the Eagles, I really want to see hurts succeed, yeah. And I think, like, this next season is going to, like, do that perfectly. Like, the Eagles are going to be bad, but Hurts should be good. Hey. Yeah,
0: Eagles he'll be like Cowboys Watson, be like Watson's
2: rookie year or something, you
0: know? Yeah. Eagles-Cowboys going to be a gun fest, I'm telling you Oh, that. yeah. I'm yeah, so yeah.
2: hyped. I'm, like, beyond hyped to see, like, finally, like, two, like, fun teams. Like, even though the Eagles are bad, like, it'll be a fun rivalry, you know?
1: Yeah. They're like arcade teams. They're like Madden teams.
0: Exactly. Just, like, He's teams. dude. His cards in
2: Madden, his cards in Madden should be insane next year.
0: Oh yeah. No, ridiculous. You know, we gotta get the read options out there. Him and Miles Sanders, that'll be some fun stuff. But yeah. no, otherwise, that concludes today's Sunday talk. A very eventful one. Like we said, always appreciate the questions. You guys bringing in some banger content for us. But you no, know, who knows what we're bringing you guys later this week? Might have another redraft, might be throwing something out there, some wild card stuff. You know, no, yeah, we okay. don't even know. We don't even know. We haven't even talked about it, to be honest. So a lot of stuff up with the works. we got more Instagram comment, uh, content coming out. A uh, new series actually on the way on our Instagram. Uh, something a little twist on something that we've done before. So otherwise, this Ghost Coast Podcast. Can't see us this time, but we're signing out. Peace. Peace.